1: And mighty wind. The Holy Ghost begin to be poured out upon all men. Wow. This is that Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saying the Lord. Some begin to mock and said they've had too much to drink. Peter said these men are not drunk. as she supposed. here comes the preaching and the wheel begin to flow. They call up in and breath what shall we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you. I just feel i, 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 I Joe. oh, oh, oh The well still flowing The promise has an end that you can't dispute the facts The fire's still burning Just like the book of Acts He fills you with the spirit You will speak with other tongues That's still the way That the Holy Ghost comes I, 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 I. This is it Spoken by the prophet Joe Oh, oh, oh. See that. Spoken by the
2: Hey everyone, Pastor Bob Simons, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, good to be on the air with you tonight, and we are excited about what God is doing, He is working, we just came through a um, series of special services with Mark Brown, and he's a, a pastor from Watertown, South Dakota, has a lot of titles, but he's really a man of God, just a young man, but had tremendous services. He He's a preacher that many of you are probably uh, familiar with. He preaches in a lot of different places and venues. But he was with us Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday at noon at a rally we had, and then today in our worship service at 11. And now he's on his way home to Watertown. We had some great services and some good things that happened. I believe we got some direction from the Lord. Uh, we've got uh, tonight, we've got the... A lot of people texting me already. You can be part of the program by texting me. This is Pastor Bob Simons, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, a live broadcast that we've done for over 20 years now from the studios of KDIX AM Station in Dickinson, North Dakota. And we are also picked up by KDIX's website and also by Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. And so um, we've got a lot of people listening and want to just give a shout-out. Uh, a lot of people listening here. Just, uh, how do I, let me look, look here. Let me just take a second. We've got Tim listening in North Carolina. Sydney is listening. That's somewhere, I think, down in, in, uh, where she had Ashley. We've got Brother Jones listening in the Minneapolis area. Brother Kill Collins. I'm not sure if he's listening. I know he's texting me. We've got Jody listening up in Harvey. We've got, um, Yvonne and Marin listening, I believe. Yes. And Bowman. And the Millers are listening tonight out in Gova, North Dakota. The Burling family listening in Park River. Got to see them this weekend. I wish I would have got to spend more time with them, but it was good to see them. I know they listen just about every week, and and um, Nathaniel uh, a lot of times is listening, so shout out to Nathaniel. Brother Griffith was the first one that texted me tonight. He texted me half an hour before the show started say, saying that he's going to be tuning in shortly. And Brother Griffith is a minister out in Great Falls, Montana. If you want to text tonight, be part of the program, 701-290-7862. Brother Johnson listening in Mesa, uh, Phoenix, or Mesa, Arizona, and uh, he's listening tonight. So we've got a lot of people listening. I hope that we've got a lot of our local people here in Dickinson, North Dakota, listening because um, certainly would like to, uh, you know, gear a lot of this program to you tonight. Uh, just before we get into it, just tell you a little bit about us. We pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive in Dickinson, North Dakota. Our next service will be Wednesday night at 730. We'd love to meet you, love to have you come. Uh, if you've never been to a Pentecostal church, we'd love to have you come and experience what that's like with us. <clears throat> that's what it's all about. We're uh, really not here just to uh, minister to the same group of people, but we're here to reach our whole city, so in our whole area, we've got some daughter churches right now going in Beach. They have a service Tuesday, Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center. We have a daughter church in Bowman right on, I think it's 18 Main Street. We've got a church in Beulah. That's, um, is that Truth Community Church in Beulah up there? And that's not really a daughter work, but we're going to claim them anyway. And so those are some churches in the area. We've got a good, some good Pentecostal churches in the Bismarck area. We've got, um, Pentecostal Church in Williston, uh, so we got got them around here, but we need more. And so our goal is to start Acts two thirty eight Pentecostal churches all over this area. That's our goal. So our Sunday services here in Dickinson are our Thursday night in Bowman at seven thirty. Sunday they have church at ten thirty, and then in Dickinson we have church Sunday school at ten on Sundays, and our worship service at eleven. And we had a great. Worship service today and um, next Sunday is Friendship Sunday at our church. This is in Dickinson at 501 Elks Drive. There'll be a meal after church. And so the service is geared to uh, visitors. We'd love you to come. It would be a great time to come and visit us, get to know us. And so we um, that's next Sunday. A week from today, we're having our Friendship Sunday. There'll be a meal served. After the service, we have room. You know, our church building will hold, I think, about 500 people. We um, are not even halfway full yet. So we got room for you to come and visit us. Come next week. Come to both services if you'd like. Sunday school at 10 o'clock, worship service at 11. And then we could listen. Uh, we could have you afterwards to have a nice meal with us. We've got uh let's see we've got Mark is who's Mark and I somebody said Mark and I are listening so who is I We've got um, we've got Carl and his wife listening tonight where are they listening they're from Michigan just got back from being in Florida All right text me tonight uh 290 701 290 7862 Carl says I wish we could be there at your friendship service maybe I can send you a piece of pizza or something Tonight, topic we're going to talk about is certainly not something new to this program, but I'll just try to bring it out in a way to be thought-provoking and hope to help you. We're going to talk about church shopping. If you're chop- shopping for a new church, what you should look for. I'd like you to turn to 1 John chapter 2, verses 18 and 19 in your Bibles. I'm going to try not to be antagonistic or... Um, cause any enemies tonight, but we'll just see how I can keep my attitude right and do this in a great positive way. First John 2, 18 and 19, little children, it is the last time, and as you've heard that the Antichrist shall come, even now there are many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They, they went out from us, but they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would no doubt, doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. And what John was saying here in his letter to, in 1st John was, these people used to believe what we believed. Now he's one of the apostles of Jesus. He said they don't believe what we believe anymore. If they did, they'd still be part of us. But because they don't, they're not part of us. And so basically what John was saying here, is um you can either agree with the apostles and be right or disagree with the apostles and be wrong. And so when you're shopping ch- ch- for a church tonight, my concern, um, whether it's you that are looking for a church to come to out there or maybe some people that are wanting to leave a good truth-proclaiming church, maybe to move or relocate, um, maybe it's because of a personality conflict with your pastor. I don't know what it is about. Uh, maybe you're trying to find a church that meets your needs, and I've got that in italics, meets your needs. Um, you know, the uh, uh, I know there have been, over the years, we've, we've got a great group of people coming. We've grown. Uh, as you, many of you know, we bought a new building to hold all the people that are coming, but if all the people that we have dealt with over the years would be coming to church now, even the ones here that live here locally, our church building, I don't think of even 500, could hold all of them. And so many of them have left for various reasons. But tonight I want to ask you, before you sign up for a new church, what you should be looking for. I want to just kind of, I'm not going to ask you, but I want you to to know some things. Second John verses 9 and 10, just bef- uh A little later here, he goes, Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, of course he's talking about the doctrine of Christ, receive him not into your house, and neither bid him God's speed. So here again, John was saying that this doctrine of Christ that the apostles preached, is the deal breaker. It's the, the least common denominator, the minimum requirement. Every church needs to preach the doctrine of Christ if you're going to go there. And so when you're shopping for a church, this is the number one thing to shop for, the do- if they preach the doctrine of Christ. Now let me say this. There are many people that say things like this. It doesn't matter what you believe as long as you believe. And I don't believe that. The Bible doesn't teach that. You can be very sincere, but you can also be very sincerely wrong. I read years ago about, uh, a, I mean, this happened many, many years ago, but somebody died in a hospital. And instead of hooking up oxygen to them, they hooked up a, a poisonous gas to them. and um, And they breathed in that gas, and everybody was sincere. What had happened is the gas was mislabeled, at the plant that put it together, delivered to the hospital with the wrong label on it. They were hooked up to it and they died. It does matter. Truth does matter. Doctrinal purity matters. The word doctrine means teaching. When my wife and I first started on our journey seeking after God, seeking after His truth, we, uh, didn't, we're not raised, uh, Pentecostal or Acts 2.38 apostolic didn't really know anything about some of these things. And so we were open to anything. We went to a particular prayer meeting. It was a charismatic prayer meeting. We went there a few times, several times. In fact, while we were attending that meeting, this has been 42 years ago, we were also attending a United Pentecostal Church at the same time. Sometimes we would skip the United Pentecostal Church's Thursday night service and go to this charismatic prayer meeting. And we met some wonderful people at this charismatic prayer meeting. I have no doubt that they received, many of them did receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit there. But one of the rules at this prayer meeting, I wonder if I'm going to get done with this program tonight. But One of the rules at this prayer meeting was no doctrine allowed, no teaching allowed. We're going to just let the Spirit lead us. There's nobody in charge, just the Spirit. But as I began to go and I just kept my eyes open, I realized there were people in charge. And there was teaching there. No, mat- no matter what they tell you, you are going to have doctrine. People say that we're a uh, we're a church, non-denominational church. That is a denomination. You do believe things. And so tonight, I want to start by saying my, comm- my commitment to ministry is, number one, is I want to preach the truth to everybody, whosoever will. I don't care how messed up they are. I don't care how, whose bed you've been sleeping in. I don't care uh, what kind of sins you've done. You're welcome in our church. That's number one. doesn't make any difference what your background is. Uh, we want you. We want you in our church, the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota. Of course, if you live somewhere else, I can point you to a good church there. Number two, my commitment to ministry is I don't want to water down or change the truth. I tease the people in our church. I I get to the church early on Sunday mornings. I make the coffee. I make a big pot of coffee. In our adult Bible classes, we have coffee before our worship service. And I've had many complaints over the years that coffee's too strong. And I've said many times in church, I'll water down the coffee, but I'm not going to water down the message. And I haven't watered down the coffee too much. Um, so you might have to add water if you come and visit us. So what is the doctrine of Christ? And like I say, my commitment is we're going to preach the truth to everybody. I don't want to be a people pleaser in either way, but I don't want to water down the truth. Well, Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, and some of this I know is things that I commonly talk about on the radio, but this is just kind of what I felt like doing tonight. Maybe I'll find out later why I did it. We're talking about shopping for a church. Hebrews 6 and 1, Paul said, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again. Now here, here's what Paul says. He says, "Let's. we're going to teach you some other things more than the doctrine of Christ. So we're going to move on, but he reiterates what the doctrine of Christ is. So when John said that if people come preaching and it's not the doctrine of Christ, don't go along with it. Certainly don't go to their church. Here he tells us, Paul, or the writer of Hebrews tells us, here's what the doctrine of Christ is. Hebrews 6 and 1. He starts out with the foundation of repentance from dead works of faith toward God. The doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. The doctrine of Christ is, you know, if I can just sum it up quickly, it starts out with true repentance. Here again, anybody's welcome to come to our church, but your first step with God is if you're walking in the wrong way, you've got to come to repentance. God is quick to forgive. He loves mercy. He does. He loves mercy. God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's a verse that I've lived, I've staked my life on this verse. I don't care who you are. You know, you say, oh no, I've sinned so much, pastor, I can't, I can't be saved. Well, you know, God's not willing that anybody goes to hell, but that all should come to repentance. Whoever you are listening to me, I'm going to tell you this. It's God's will that you come to repentance. He also said faith towards God is one of the doctrines of Christ repentance from evil works faith toward God baptisms this is talking about uh, water baptism spirit baptism uh, water baptism with well, the word baptism means to immerse to be immersed to be dunked under the water uh, in the Bible they baptized in the name of Jesus Christ fulfilling Jesus's command in Matthew 28:19 where he said, that we needed to be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And then when we get to the book of Acts, we find out they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. There's no contradiction. There's no, uh, uh, Matthew didn't say one thing and Peter say another thing in Acts 2.38. They were saying the same thing. And so the doctrine of Christ, repentance, faith, baptisms, water baptisms, spirit baptism. Uh, John chapter 3, Jesus said, You must be born again, born of the water and of the Spirit. Acts 2.38, Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The doctrine of Christ includes the laying on of hands. Certainly this could be applicable to a spirit baptism, but I also believe it's talking about miracles, healing, imparting of authority and ministry the resurrection of the dead, uh, eternal judgment. The apostles' doctrine in Acts 2, verse 42, let me read it to you. It says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, that word doctrine means simply teaching, the apostles' teaching and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. The apostles' doctrine is the doctrine of Christ. And our opening scripture said that he said, Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you bringing not this doctrine, the doctrine of Christ, receive him not into your house, and neither bid him Godspeed. So when you're shopping for a church, number one, you've got to make sure they preach the doctrine of Christ. And many people think that their church does preach the doctrine of Christ, but on closer examination they find out that it's not the doctrine that the apostles preached. Having the right doctrine, the right teaching is the most important thing when you're shopping for a church. It's a big deal. That's why I think churches need to be vigilant about uh, in their effort to keep the church pure doctrinally. Now, let me just tell you this everybody's welcome in our church. And I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're on your way in from going to prison, on your way just coming out of prison. I don't care if you've been married and divorced ten times. We want you to come into our church. And people say, well, then your church won't be pure. Our church is like a hospital. We keep cleaning up and we keep disinfecting. We keep preaching holiness and righteousness, but people come into our church, they're bloody, they have infection, uh, they're, they're wounded, and I'm not gonna tell them they can't come out because that's not the way I'm gonna keep our church pure, by keeping the sinners out. The way to keep the church pure is to keep the teaching right we have to have to have pure doctrinal preaching and teaching to help the people that come in that are hurting and so when the bible says a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump what it's talking about here is leadership people that are in leadership need to be on board with the, their lifestyle and with right beliefs right doctrine doctrine That's why in our church in Dickinson, and this is something I've practiced for many, many years, I have a two-tier membership policy. We treat everybody that comes to our church as a member. But if you want to be in leadership, then you have to be in agreement with the Apostles' Doctrine. And that's the way I believe all healthy churches should be. In other words, you know, we don't tell people that come into the emergency room, you're going to have to stop that bleeding before you get here. No, we don't We don't say that. That's ridiculous. And churches don't do that either. That's why if you ever get upset at a Pentecostal church, say, well, I can't believe they allow those kind of people to come there. Well, I'll tell you, folks, you're not getting it then. Because uh, Jesus was never doctrinally impure. He was not infected by the the things that he hung around with, but he influenced them. So there is a fine line between the two ditch, ditches. I know that God wants us to be gentle and kind with those that are misled. There's 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 a there there is uh, you know the, the, it seems like a contradiction to some people that we make such a big deal about doctrine and about teaching and preaching, but we seem to be so accepting of those that want to come for help to us. But this is not really hard to understand. When you're shopping for a church, you've got to find a church that loves people and loves doctrine. And it's a fine line. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.24-26, through 26, he said, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, and in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. So we've got to be patient with people. We've got to be kind to people. We've got to uh, be in meekness instructing people. That's the kind of spirit I'm trying to come across with on the program tonight. But at the same time, We've got to keep the teaching pure. We, we must allow every imperfect person into this place, but we can't allow imperfect doctrine into this place. Because if we do, what will we pass on to the next generation? Pastor Bob is going to have to take, you know what, I don't know if I'll get through with this. I'm going to have to take a breathing break here and read some of these texts. Text me tonight, 701 290 The yeah. just one book. There's just one way. And uh, if you're looking for the road to be on, there's just one way. If we're shopping for a church. You better make sure this This is the, I mean, this is the bare minimum requirement. It, it really is. You know, you've got to go to a church that preaches the doctrine of Christ. Boy, I'm getting some of the nicest texts. So encouraging. Thank you so much. I missed you. We missed you in church today, Helen, too. Thank you for... Telling me to preach it. I'll, I'll continue to do it. Uh, brother Ron from Beulah, one of my favorite guys. He just texted tonight and, um, he loves this truth. Uh, brother Farron. Thank you, brother Farron. Um, that exclamation mark encouraged me. Uh, Doug Fuller. He's a quipper. He can quip. The truth will set you free and not your flat screen TV. I can't say it like he, cause he can, he can wrap that up. The truth will set you free and not your flat. No, I just can't do a flat screen. T- anyway. Yeah, uh, that's good. And uh just all these people, Sister Brett's listening tonight, and uh it's Mark and Patty that are listening tonight. I, I didn't have Patty text me, I didn't have her number. We've got Becky at Belfield listening tonight. And um and so we've got just a lot of people. You can text me seven oh one two nine oh seven eight six two Pastor Bob the Tell It Like It Is Radio Show coming to you live out of Dickinson, North Dakota on this February twenty eighth, two thousand twenty one. We're talking about church shopping. If I don't get through all of it, I think I'll get through enough of it to give you the right idea. You know, this, this, uh, uh, point that I made to keep the church, the kind of church you're looking for is the kind of church that's reaching for people. But they're not going to change the truth. Uh, everybody's welcome at our church. You're welcome to come. You'll be treated kindly. Uh, you, when you, I tell people, you may not know this, but when you're a visitor at a Pentecostal church, you're the star. You're the reason we had church, one of the reasons. Nothing discourages me more than coming to our church service and not seeing at least one visitor sitting out there or one new person. Or uh, they don't have to be a brand-new visitor. Maybe it's their third time there. But I get encouraged when I see that um, all my stories are brand-new <laughs> brand to that person. You know, Pastor Bob probably could do better. Maybe I could read more books and be more interesting. And I'm not saying I won't and I shouldn't and I will, but, um, uh, my good friend, brother Brown was here. Boy, did he challenge me. He told me during this COVID season, I think he said for 10 months, he read, read, read the Bible through once a month for 10 months. I mean, didn't listen to it. He read it. it took him two and a half hours a day to read the Bible. And he did it. And, you know, he's a full-time pastor. He doesn't work another job. But, boy, did that challenge me. It really did. You know, I thought. And he told me he learned the Word. He saw patterns in the Word that he'd never seen before. Wow, that's pretty neat stuff. So we've got to keep the doctrine pure, but we we got to love. This is the kind of church you're looking for, a church that preaches the doctrine of Christ, Acts 2.38, repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ by immersion, receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit, with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues, just like they did throughout the book of Acts and is talked about in the epistles and alluded to in the Gospels, Um, uh, seven, six times in the Bible, it says that John truly baptized with water, four times in the Gospels, two times in the book of Acts, John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And so... This Holy Ghost is part of the doctrine of Christ. And if you go, if you're ch- shopping for a church, shop for a church that still believes the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost is still poured out on this world, on hungry souls, just like it was on the day of Pentecost, because it's never ended. If we don't keep this doctrine pure, what will we pass on to the next generation? One of the reasons God loved Abraham so much, Genesis 18:19, I every time I do a um uh baby dedication, I think I talk about this, but we God said about Abraham, he gave him a great compliment. He said, "I know him that he will command his children after him and sure enough, Abraham taught his children to teach their children to teach their children to teach their children, and there are still Jewish people today because of Abraham. That is, was a compliment that God gave Abraham. So sincerity is not a substitute for truth. We've got to have truth. The truth of the apostolic message is not passed down genetically, ancestrally, organizationally. It's passed down doctrinally. So it doesn't matter what the name is on the door. Like the, it can say, first Christian church on the door. But are they preaching and teaching what the first Christian church preached and taught? Like Abraham Lincoln was asked many, many years ago, if you call a dog's leg a tail, or call a dog's tail a leg, how many legs will a dog have? He said four. You can call his tail a leg, but it doesn't make it a leg. And you can call something a Christian church, but it doesn't make it a Christian church it's got to preach the minimum of the doctrine of Christ. You know, it really does. Uh, one of the ways, as I said, the the way doctrinally uh, we've had people over the years that have come to our church, good people, different ideas, different background, different, you know, they were indoctrinated in different, um, you know, uh, or church type organizations but they didn't believe this acts 238 message and sometimes you know i've even baptized ministers and pastors of other churches uh, i baptized a baptist pastor i baptized a baptist youth pastor i baptized a nazarene pastor in the name of they saw jesus name baptism. but you see what I do as a local pastor is our bare minimum requirement for leadership is you've got to believe the doctrine of Christ, the apostles' doctrine. You know, the um that's why first Timothy five twenty two, Living Bible says, never be in a hurry about appointing a church leader. <laughs> that's some good advice. Better find out what they believe. First John two nineteen, I read it to start with, but he, he said, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have no doubt have continued with us. <laughs> that is, I mean, that is so humorous to me. You know, they in other words, they, they left us because they didn't believe like us. If they believed like us, they'd still be with us. And that happens. Uh, division doesn't happen because we're, we're unkind to people. Division doesn't happen. You know, you know, for instance, you guys know how I feel about homosexuality. I feel like it's a sin. And I feel like it needs to be repented over just like any other sin, and God can help you. And we'll never be unkind to anybody that lives that lifestyle. And I don't make fun of people. You know, I don't, I think it's tacky. I think it's wrong. But if I, if you came to our church and I preached that homosexuality was a sin, and you got mad about it, it's not because I mistreated you. Because right after I got done preaching it, I'd sit down at the Friendship Sunday meal with you, and we'd have a meal together. But I'm still going to tell you the truth, because we can't change the doctrine. I I moved on a little bit past the doctrine of Christ, into the doctrine of holiness and righteousness, but we're going to get there. Peter, Paul, the rest of the apostles were very, very concerned about this. Second Peter chapter 2 and 1, Paul said, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you. Peter was warning people. There's going to be people coming into Christianity that are not telling you the truth. And many, this is verse 2, second Peter 2, 2, Many shall follow their perconious ways, by reason of the way of, and by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. So it's not just the plan of salvation, but it's, it's holiness. It's, it's righteousness. And when you're shopping for a church, don't look for the church that has the perfect people necessarily, but look for the church that is pushing people towards that. Look for the church that is encouraging, admonishing people to live right. Look for that church when you're shopping for a church. You know, does, does, uh, you know, churches should not promote ho- this Hollywood garbage or drinking or immodest dress. I talked about all this on last week's program. Um, you know, the, the uh the Bible has a lot to say about the way men and women dress, dressing separately from each other. Talks the Bible even talks about the way men and women's hair should be. The Bible talks about men should have short hair, women should have long hair. Uh we I don't want to go over everything I talked about last week, but Hebrews twelve fourteen says something like this without holiness no man shall see the Lord. You know, with be holy, first Peter one fifteen as he who has called you is holy, be holy in all manner of conversation, lifestyle, because it's written, Be holy, for I am holy. Notice, notice what Paul said about how big of a deal this was to Paul in, in Acts 20, 27-31. He says, For I have not shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel of God. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you the overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing, Paul said, when I leave Ephesus, after I leave, there's going to become grievous, or grievous wolves. These are not real wolves. These are people that are going to enter in among you, and they're not going to spare the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise. Even people that are here in this church now, there's going to be some people that are going to get up, and they're going to speak perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Now notice verse 31. Paul said, Therefore watch and remember, and by the space of three years I ceased not to warn everyone night and day with tears. Paul knew he was leaving Ephesus, and for three years he cried and warned people that it's important what you believe, who your church leaders are, and what they believe. That's why when you're shopping for a church, you gotta find out what, do they believe the, the apostles doctrine? Do they believe in holiness? I'm getting a lot of encouraging tests, texts tonight. Thank you so much. Um, thank you. Just really, really encouraging me. Nobody's mad at me so far. Thank you. I'm trying to keep the right attitude here. I'm not trying to hurt anybody here, but I'm just telling you, these are the things, if, if I, if I would ever leave the church in Dickinson for whatever reason and decide maybe not to be a pastor, and I was thinking, well, maybe I should move somewhere. I promise you that these things I'm talking about tonight would be the bottom line. I don't care if you get an offer to work for Microsoft in Timbuktu for $1 billion a year paid in Bitcoin. I don't care if there's no apostolic church there that's preaching this message, this doctrine of Christ and the doctrine of holiness and righteousness, I'm not going to move there. Now, Paul advocated dramatic measures. Romans 16, verses 17 and 18, he said, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to your church organization." That's not what it says. Because Pastor Bob tonight may, may be making statements that are contrary to your church or organization. Paul's not telling you to avoid me. Let me read it the right way. Now I beseech you, brethren, Romans 16, 17, and eight. He said, pay attention, boys. Mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. What doctrine that they have learned? The doctrine that Paul taught them. Paul said, if I or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel than the one that I originally preached to you, let him be accursed. That's that's why these churches, some of these churches can trace their roots back to the third century. But even in the third century, they had allowed false doctrine to enter into their midst. And into their leadership and into their teaching, and many of these churches have doctrinal stands that are that they put on equal footing with the Bible itself. They have doctrinal stands. They have they have books written that are you know their church histories and fathers and um, you know even the Mormonism has the Book of Mormon that they put on equal footing with the Bible itself. Well, Paul said if anybody would bring a division that goes contrary to the original teaching, to the original doctrine, he said, avoid that. Certainly he means don't go to their church. Avoid it. Don't avoid them in the sense it says avoid them. Don't avoid them like you're not trying to help them. You know, notice in verse 18, he said, By good words and fair speeches, they deceive the hearts of the simple. There's a lot of things that sound right that aren't right. What does the Word of God say about it? Paul told Titus, Paul had some strong words. These are, now my attitude's still good, but I'm just telling you, Paul was saying some hard things here. Titus 3.10, a man that is a heretic, after the first and second admonition, reject. Paul said, give him two chances, if he won't straighten out, go after somebody else. He said in Second Timothy 3, 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Second Thess- Thessalonians 3, 6, Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly, and not after the tradition which he received, of us. This is the apostolic tradition. Second Thessalonians three fourteen, this last verse maybe I'll read this way, but if any man obey not our word by this epistle, Paul said if you won't listen to what we're writing you, if I could say it this way, if you won't listen to the apostles doctrine, note that man, and have no company with him that he may be ashamed. Yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. You see the two sides here? When you're shopping for a church, you're looking for people that aren't angry with people. They understand that people have different ideas. They, You know, there are, there are people that are sincere, more sincere. Uh, I have met sincere people that are just as sincere as anybody that I've met that's apostolic. I'm not criticizing them, I'm not making fun of their sincerity, but I'm telling you that I'm not going to embrace what they're saying because they're sincere. If you're going to change Pastor Bob's mind, you better get your Bible out, you better get your New Testament out, you better show me what the apostles preached and taught to change my mind. I don't believe what I believe because the United Pentecostal says it, the Worldwide Pentecostal Fellowship says it. I, 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 I'm not getting my playbook written from any kind of a, uh, some kind of a Bible school or, uh, creed that was written. But we go directly straight to the Word of God. You know, uh, I, you know, this back and forth, this walking with wisdom is, is, is an, just extremely important because when you're shopping for a church, you've got to shop for a church that preaches the truth. But you've also got to find a church that's reaching for the lost. And you don't have to do one to the exclusion of the other. <clears throat> you know, um, I believe that a church should be, that the people in churches should be striving for righteousness and holiness. I believe that. But when you walk into our church, you're going to look around and find some imperfection. Because there are people in the process, in on the journey of coming out of darkness into his marvelous light. And there is, you know, Jesus treated, you know, I, it was somewhere in my notes here, but Jesus treated the people that should know better differently than the people that didn't know better. He really did. He treated them, you know, he was a lot, you know, my pastor was a lot like Jesus in that way. My pastor, you know, used to say, I'm here to make, you know, I'm here to make the comfortable uncomfortable. <laughs> but he was also there to encourage people. So I saw my pastor and I saw this, I, you know, my pastor passed away here a few years ago um And he uh, was just such an influence on my life, Pastor David Walters. But I watched him. My wife and I attended that church for 11 years. Then we moved to Dickinson to start the church here in Dickinson. He was still my pastor at that point. But I I observed him teaching a Bible study, maybe on holiness, and a visitor would walk in. And my pastor would preach on Acts 2.38. And I knew exactly what he was doing. Because he was offering the bread of life to those that didn't know any better. But as soon as you got to know better, he would challenge you to step up the game. Like like uh, some of the things I heard when I first met Pastor Walters, they are I mean, they're not rocket science folks, but I mean, like, get a job, pay your bills, treat your wife right. You know, discipline your kids, love them, and make sure they grow up right. Be honest. Get a backbone. Call your bill collector if you can't pay the bill. These are the things I heard Pastor Walters preach and teach. You know, that, that, uh, you know, let me, let me just slip in part of a song here and, uh, let me look at my texts and then I'll come back for the last segment. It's an oldie, Lance Appleton. I do. I play it. In fact, you know what? I think I'll finish the program with another Lance Appleton song that'll go with this tonight. Thank you for all the texts. A lot of nice stuff that was said. Uh, you know, I, I, my you know appreciate that. Appreciate you that um, are saying good things and adding to this. I'm not you know some of the some of you are texting me scriptures. Do this for me too. When you text me a scripture reference, put down what it says too because sometimes this moves so quicker I don't have time to just look it up so if it's right there I can use it then when you're shopping for a church the doctrine of Christ the preaching of righteousness and holiness these are bare minimum requirements and then also a church that reaches the lost Paul differentiated between the way we treat unsaved people versus the way we treat unteachable people (laughs) You know, unsaved people. You know, you don't treat them the same way as you treat somebody that you're trying to reach. Paul talked in First Corinthians chapter five, verse nineteen or nine, through twelve about a person that wasn't doing right, that claimed to be doing right, and Paul had some very strong things he had to do. And this is what he said in verse nine of First Corinthians five: "I wrote unto you in a in an epistle not to company with fornicators." yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world or with the covetous or extortioners or with idolaters. For then you must needs go out of the world. Paul was saying, if you're going to not keep company with fornicators or people that practice sexual sin, then you're going to have to just get out of the world. But he said, I told you not to keep company with anybody that says they're a brother that's a fornicator or covetous idolater. He said, for such what? have I to do to judge them that are without? Do not ye judge them that are within? So we, we've we got... You know, let me kind of move into summing this up tonight. We've got to make commitment to truth. When you're shopping for a church, truth is the key. Bible truth is the key. Not your truth, not Oprah Winfrey's truth, but Bible truth. We've got to love the truth. It's not our job to ta- change the truth. And the Bible... Last days it says that the people that are going to inherit this terrible judgment that God's going to send, it's because they receive not a love of the truth. Jude verses 3 and 4, he said, Beloved, when I gave you all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, Jude said all these people knew that the apostles' doctrine, the apostles were all in agreement about what it took to be saved, what it took to stay saved. And he said, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. So we've got to fight for this truth. For he said, there are certain men crept in unawares who were of before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our Lord God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, in the writer of Hebrews in Hebrews two in verse one he said, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, not not the things you heard uh, from Billy Graham or Joel Olstein, but the things that we've heard from the Word of God, lest at any time we should let them slip. And verse three he said, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Which great salvation? which at the first, this is the salvation he's talking about, this is the message, it began to be spoken by the Lord. Jesus said, you must be born of the water and of the Spirit, John 3, and was confirmed unto us by them that heard them. Repent, Peter said, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So when you're shopping for a church, um, oh, you know what? John 1720 I gotta say it. Jesus said, neither pray I for these alone. He was talking about to to the Father, he was talking about his disciples, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. very good. And then Jesus's prayer was, Father, let them all be one. That is not necessarily a scripture about unity that we all should be unified. What he was saying is, let the people that live in 2021 believe the same things as these apostles believed. Let them all be one, one in doctrine. Wow, Where did, I got I got more to say, but I'm not going to say it. I just got to. Um, but anyway, when you're shopping for a church, um, you know, here again, you might. Like Pastor Bob. You might hate Pastor Bob. You might think he's a good speaker. You might think he's a bad speaker. That's not how you shop for a church. It's not about their music program. It's not about their building. It's not about their youth program. It's about what they teach, what they preach. Our our church has got good music. Our music won't get you to heaven. Our church has a wonderful building. Our building won't get you to heaven. Our church has friendly people. Our friendly people won't get you to heaven. But getting you to heaven is simply believing a message that the apostles believed. It's not belonging to an organization. It's not belo- not calling yourself a Pentecostal. It's repenting of your sins, being baptized in Jesus' name, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. I want to say this quickly. Uh, Tuesday night, if you live in our area in, in North Dakota, Western North Dakota, Beach, North Dakota, they have we have a service every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center. We have purchased a building there. Uh, we are in the process of gutting it and remodeling it into a church. It's in a very uh, prominent location right in beach used to be a restaurant. It's going to make a beautiful church. Uh, we've got, uh, uh, pastor Joel Hostetler out there is leading that. And, uh, there's some men in that church that are very good carpenters. I know they're going to get this thing done. We're going to try to help them all that we can. Um, also, um, uh, Wednesday nights, 730, 501 Elks Drive in Dickinson. That's our church service here, Dickinson, North Dakota. Thursday night in Bowman, North Dakota. Uh, uh, that's right down on, um, Main Street in Bowman. It's a storefront church. Um, and that, that's at 730. They also have service at 1030 Sunday mornings on, on, uh, Sunday mornings in Dickinson at 501 Elks Drive. We have Sunday school at 10. And during that Sunday school time, there's also a uh, basic Bible class that I teach. It's right in the entryway of the church area. If you don't want to come to church, if you don't want to visit our church, if you don't want to be part of our worship service, but you want to come to a Bible class, a basic Bible class, that teaches basic Bible teaching, I want to encourage you to come at 10 o'clock. But also there are other Bible classes there for others, and there are also... Uh, Sunday school classes from 10 to 11 and then 11 o'clock is a worship service. And so that's kind of what's going on. I've been giving out my cell phone number all week. Um, our, our church phone number is 701 or excuse me, all day. Our church cell phone number, church phone number is 701-264-7862. Call if you need a ride to that. Um, appreciate all of you who have been listening tonight. Gonna end the program with prayer. Tonight, the um, uh, Henry and Harrison love the show. That's good to hear. A couple of those young Bible scholars. Lord Jesus, we ask you to be with us tonight. We pray for our listening audience, God, that you would guide them to a local assembly that preaches the same message that you taught your apostles to preach. And we pray this in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. I'll be back, Lord willing, nine zero six mountain or eight zero six mountain time next week for another Telelife the radio podcast. I got my feet on the
3: rock. I got my name on the roll. I got Jesus in my heart and salvation in my soul. And it's a long road. Yes, it's a long road. Holy cow, look anything like my Lord. There's just one rebirth, and there ain't no imitation. Yes, you can have it today. It doesn't matter who you are. You just got to get your feet on the rock, your name on the roll. You get Jesus in your heart, and salvation in your soul. It's a long road. Be a long road, brother, but you'll make it to the city someday. Now, don't tell me no story about Salt Lake City. Yeah, they got a good choir, but listen, brother, that is not the place. The place of my salvation is just outside Jerusalem. Yes, and there's more than just a lake, there's oceans of his saving grace the rock, got my name on the roll I've got Jesus in my heart and one way to get